0: Hi everyone, welcome. My name is Morgan Heath-Powers. And I'm Nikhil Namburi. Welcome to Real College Talk, your destination for honest and relevant college and post-secondary conversations.
1: Our mission is to deliver real advice and true stories to make your post-graduation decision completely your own.
0: Here to share her experience in the college application and decision-making process is Kenzie Hansen, one of our good friends. Kenzie, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing super well. Excited for to to close out this weekend strong. Heading up to uh, Portland, so that'll be fun.
1: Oh, awesome! Yeah. where are you from, Portland?
0: Uh, an hour. We're doing a little family family excursion up there, hitting oh. up IKEA. So you know, that's nice. A good time. Oh my
1: gosh, I love it. <laughs>
2: that's exciting,
0: Kenzie. Well. We know you pretty well, but um, our guests might not. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? How did you Uh, get connected with Real College Talk, and where are you right now with your life?
2: I am from Chandler, Arizona. I actually grew up in Minnesota, and I transferred schools my junior year to go to a school in Chandler. It's called Arizona College Preparatory. I graduated a couple months ago, um, and in a few weeks, I am going to Northern Arizona
1: University. Wow, that's a a little slap to the face there, a little crazy. Um, That's
0: awesome, wow.
1: Super cool. Super cool. And what was, first of all, I didn't know you transferred schools that late in high school. What was that like? So basically what happened was I was going
2: to a school in Little Falls, Minnesota, and Mm -hmm. my dad and my stepmom always said, we want to move to the warm once you're out of here. Like, this can't go fast enough. And so They approached me one night and they're like, We kinda wanna go now. If we get you into a good school in Arizona, like, are you okay with that? And I mean I was nervous, but I was like, I mean, I I don't really like the what ifs. I didn't want to think like what if I wouldn't have gone or what if, you know, so I ended up deciding I would go and we ended up getting me into a pretty good school and so that's
1: where I'm at. Wow. Can you tell us a little bit about what this, what this school was like. I know it wasn't really your typical public high school. What, what was high school like for you? What were, what were the things you did? Um, what were the students like? What was your experience?
2: So at my original high school, it was just your standard public school, like what you see in the movies. That's what that was like. They were both pretty small. Um, when I did transfer to Arizona College Preparatory, um, it is a public school, but it, you have to apply to get in and you have to do tests and stuff to get in. Um, but it was a school of about 700 kids. I think it was 600 when I started there, when I was a junior. Um, mm-hmm. and everybody's just working really hard to go to school. I think we had a hundred percent, um, graduation rate. And then I know when I transferred out as a junior, they had a hundred percent go to college rate as well. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty competitive. We all work really mm-hmm. hard to be the best of the best and go to, um, major universities, Ivy leagues, that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. well, very cool. and and what was like, what was your approach to the college app process? I know we all met through DECA, so a business organization. And were you kind of looking for schools that would help you to go into business? Was that your thing? Like what, what was Kenzie like in high school? So
2: when I started thinking about applying to colleges, I had always grown up and I was like, my dream school is Cornell. I'm going to Cornell university and nobody can tell me otherwise. (laughs) Um, And then I started looking at finances and I was like, no, I'm not. I'm paying for college on my own. I'm not going to do that. Um, there's a lot of scholarships that I still apply for to this day. I mean, last night I was up late still applying to, call, er, to scholarships and I go in a few weeks. Yeah. So um, it just kind of turned into one of those things that what was going to be financially best for me and how was my future going to be impacted by the student debt that I would be burdened with. Um, so when I was deciding, I also, um, you guys know, but the fans. They don't know. Um, The DECA organization above state officer, which is what Morgan, Nikhil, and I were, um, there is running for executive office. And that is what I decided I wanted to do. And so always in the back of my head, I was kind of acknowledging the fact that I would be running for this position and that it was a very big deal throughout your freshman year of college. I worked really closely with um, Nick Matthews, who was the Central Region Vice President um, when I was a state officer when I was a senior. And he had always told me that you might need to take a gap year, even when you're running for a regional position. So I was always thinking like, oh my gosh, if I'm, if I'm applying to UW and if I'm trying to get into Cornell or whatever, how am I going to be able to handle both these things? And knowing that I wanted to put my heart and soul into the Decca organization, that's how I was like, okay, I need to stay in state. Um, mm-hmm. And then it kind of brought me to, I want to go to ASU or I want to go to NAU. ASU's business school was better. Mm-hmm. Um, I got more money from NAU though. And that's kind of how, I just kind of switched and said, I'm going to go up north
1: to then. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. Um, Talked a little bit about, you know, your high school and how different it was. And you said that it was quite competitive and that tends to be a huge source of stress for a lot of high school students. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about how you dealt with that competition and how it changed your high school experience?
2: Honestly, it was really crazy, um, the switch between schools, because I talk to my friends about this all the time. Like the standard high school experience that you'll see in movies or that your friends will tell you about, it really wasn't what it was like at this school because everybody was consistently trying to be the top of the class. We couldn't even have rankings in my class anymore because um, everybody had 4.7s. Like there was nothing you can do. Everybody had super high GPAs. And so it kind of turned into those things where I remember there was this one day I was an AP econ and I'm so bad at econ. Like I cannot express to you guys, I'm so bad at econ. And I was sitting next to this girl and she's so incredibly smart. And I was just like, I just don't understand this. Like, please help me. And she, I remember she said something like, um, I don't understand how you don't get it. Like, why don't you get it? And like, to me, I was like crushed. Like I literally shed a tear. I I let the world know how I felt because I was like, oh my gosh, like, yes, I don't understand this, but like everybody around me does. And it was just one of those crushing feelings where it's like, God, am I the dumbest one here? And like to think that you're dumb, especially when you're going to a school like this and you know, you're going to a university and you know, you're studying for your ACTs and your SATs for somebody to like make you feel that way. It just completely demolishes your confidence. So not downplaying my school or anything. It's an amazing school. Like everybody goes off to do great things, but
1: Just the stress levels, crazy. You mentioned something important there that you said, like, because not only did she say something mean, but like, especially junior and senior year, you're taking your ACT, you're taking your SAT. And like, I never really thought of it that way because I went to a fairly competitive school as well. And while I never had an experience like that. I know it kind of, I had to really work to build my own confidence because going into those exams, I always thought, well, everyone else in the classroom is already like way smarter than me or way better than me. Like I don't belong here. And it can actually affect you in those things that help you determine where you're going to go to school. How did you kind of rise above that? Did you just push through or or ignore it? Or what was, how did you kind of deal with that?
2: I think for me personally, I um, ended up, doing things that made me happy and I was good at. So I I, kind of found like my niche. I found what I was confident in. So whereas the girls next to me in econ, they could take a chem test and they could ace it and I could get a C. Whereas I would go and I started my DECA chapter. I would go and I would do public speaking, whereas they can't do that. Or what else? I, I did sports. I was a state competitor in three sports. I went and I channeled my energy. The things that could still benefit me when deciding where to go to college. They could still say like, "Oh, this this girl did this. Like, she's great." But it wasn't maybe the things that were the standard. Like, she got a 36 on her ACT. It wasn't that. It was just different. Yeah,
1: yeah you were your you were yourself. I hope that like anybody listening so so often when our confidence is diminished, it's because we're trying to be something that we're not. Like we're trying to compete on grounds that we're simply not good at. And that doesn't mean you're any less of a person. It just means you're better at other things. So anyone out there listening, like do your thing in high school and do your thing in college, do what you're good at, grow in those other areas, do what you need to do. But um, that's huge, I like that. Okay, Um, you mentioned applying to ASU in Northern Arizona. Did you apply to any other schools or did you know you wanted to stay in state for WRVP?
2: There were a couple schools, like there was a school in Minnesota that I looked at, and there was also a school in Colorado that I looked at. Um, they had sent reps over to my school, and they were like, cool. come, come apply, we'll give it to you for free, no big deal. And so I was like, okay, I'll just apply. Like, I want the other options, just in case something happens. Um, I almost applied to the University of Minnesota. I got really far through the application, and then I was just like, gosh, the, the I just, I cannot pay out-of-state tuition. I can't do that to myself. Mm-hmm. Um so then, no, I just said, no, I have to stay in state. And then um, it was U of A or GCU too. And I was like, no, I think my sister goes to ASU. She's been going for the last couple of years. Um, she loved it there. I know the business school is amazing there. And then it was NAU as well. So. Okay.
1: OK, cool. Um, can you, so for, for other students out there who are listening, who are, who are facing the challenge of paying for their own way through school or even if they're not, um, it's, I think it's really important to consider the finances from the get-go when you're starting the college application process. Um, what would kind of be your, your advice for students as they're kind of considering that for themselves? Obviously, it wasn't worth, worth it to you to go into tons of student loan debt. Um, what was kind of your thought process there?
2: The way that I saw it for the application process pick the schools that you want to go to. I mean, applying to like all these different schools is exciting. Like it's something that you can do, like kind of like the waiting process Nikhil knows a lot about that. Mm -hmm. Um, But also applications do cost money as well. Like consider uh, pick the schools that you love and apply to those ones for the application process. But when deciding where to go to school and thinking about the finances, think about your major too. If you're going into med school and stuff like that, it's obviously going to be a different story than if you're going um, into the business world or, stuff like that i mean the way that i was deciding these things was that i looked at the schools and i looked at the tuition and i was weighing my options and honestly just making lists and looking at everything and asking people their opinion and getting weights from your parents or anybody who has experience in college um helped me a lot going to see your guidance counselors um that's basically what i did for months on end it's just thinking and weighing um And then the money is so important. Look at the major. Um, If it benefits you, then maybe you should go to an Ivy League or maybe you should go out of state. Um, But if you think that you're going to be fine and if they're going to look at your, if you're going to go into an interview someday and they're going to say, God, she was great, but she went to NAU and she went to Cornell. So we're choosing the girl that went to Cornell. Then you got to think about it that way too. But I'm confident in my abilities. I'm confident in my choices. And so I think that's just what you want me to be content with is that you made the
1: right decision for you, no matter what the cost was. Super cool. Super cool. Um, Nikhil, I don't know if you have any
0: questions. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought it was kind of interesting. All three of us are going to be studying some sort of business Mm -hmm. in um, college. And we're also all on scholarship programs which is pretty cool i thought that was interesting are you planning on pursuing anything after your undergraduate degree i know i'm planning on doing something like an mba or something like that i don't know about morgan kenzie anything like that
2: um i've looked at it right now i'm honestly just trying to get through get through the four or five years depending on if i do the igp program or not um i for sure I probably want to get my master's at some point. Um, I don't know if I'm going to wait till I have a job. I mean, I am going to be battling that student debt. I know that I'm going to be. um, And so when that time comes, I'm probably going to need to start working as soon as possible. Um, But whatever is going to benefit me the most. I don't know if I'll be an entrepreneur. I don't know what the plan is after that um i guess we'll have to see when the time comes i'm kind of just riding the wave right now and i think that's okay too Mm -hmm. i mean there's a lot of people that are going to school undecided or there's people taking a gap year and that's completely fine and respectable like we don't have it figured out i don't have it figured out even though we can all act like we do and we can all say i'm going to notre dame i know what i'm doing you still might not and that's fine you're allowed to do that Mm -hmm.
0: yeah you mentioned um going to school for four or five years because of the igp program and I know Morgan and I were super interested when we heard about this. Can you tell us a little bit more about the program?
2: Yes, the IGP program is the Interdisciplinary Global Program, but basically what it is, is you spend your first three years of school um, learning a language and so in my case it would be French and then on your fourth year of schooling where most of your classmates would be looking at graduating you actually go to your country of choice and so I'd be going to France you spend the first six months working on finishing up your language and um, I would be getting my minor in French um, for my case and then you spend the last six months minoring with a business in your country of choice so I'd be minoring with or I'd be working with a small French business. Um, and then I'd come back and then you go for your fifth year and you finish that off with all the rest of your school and you kind of tie up your loose ends. And so I've considered doing that. Um, obviously, I'm going to have to look at finances again because it's going to have to be one of those things that you, I'm paying my way. So I think that if I get in, because I'm still waiting, um, that I might do it though. But it sounds really exciting. I, I think it'd be good because how many people with their undergrads can say that? they um interned with a small french
1: business so
0: how did yeah, you get one? that's that?
1: so cool that's so cool so often we look at we look at the name of the school without digging into what they really really offer like I, i'm thinking back to when i was doing my own college research and what excited me was not like looking at the colors of the school or saying oh i'm applying to this school or that one it was like digging in and seeing a program like that that spoke directly mm-hmm. to my interests and it could be a school I had never considered before. And out of nowhere, I was like in love with it. Um, and now I'm going to a school like that. And so um, to anyone out there listening, who's, who's doing their college research um, or you know, considering where, where they wanna go to school, dig into the details, look at the programs where you can step out because like you said, Kenzie, if you go into an interview and they're comparing you to a girl who went to Cornell, can she say that she worked with the French business? Like, can she say that she made the, that she, you know, that she was a big fish in a small pond in Northern Arizona? That is huge too, a huge concept that we don't think about. Um, it's all about making the most of wherever you go. Um, so that is so cool. Oh my gosh. I love it.
0: How did you get into like French or studying or working abroad stuff like that?
2: Well, I actually, I'm pretty bad at French. I took one year when I was a sophomore, but I had the cutest teacher. She just really inspired me. She loved French. She loved the culture. She loved the food. She loved the language. I'm so passionate and I think it honestly just spread to me and like ever since my school, ACP, actually didn't offer French. So it kind of just turned into one of those things where I was like, what if? What if I would have stayed in French? What if I would have stayed in Minnesota? Would I be a professional French speaker? Would I be bilingual? And so I was like, okay, well, that's something I want to do. So that's how I kind of looked into the IGP program. And then, because um, I've always kind of like been interested in study to study abroad, obviously, but it's kind of just a different concept.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, you head off to college super soon. How are, how are you spending your summer? I know you're very busy. What are you up to?
2: Yes. I work all the time. I can't necessarily say that I'm working um, to pay off school, but I'm definitely getting some savings in there. Um, Mm -hmm. I have been doing that for the past three months. Otherwise, I just hang out with my friends. I'm kind of taking advantage of them before I leave. Yeah, Um, They're all going to ASU. Well, most of them are. Some of them are going out of state. And so um, I don't know. It's not like we're going to be hours and hours apart, but, you know, it's kind of nice just to know that we're going to be together just for a little bit longer, but it's fine.
1: Yeah, yeah for sure
0: for sure um what activities are you planning on like participating in in college i know you're talking about the igp program but college is a lot more than academics and i know you're a very active person you are an athlete and you did a lot of extracurriculars anything like that in college
2: um my sister's very fond of greek life i have been looking into sororities not gonna lie can't lie to you um so i'm considering that i might rush and then also collegiate deck I've looked into, um, maybe not for leadership position type things, but maybe just to compete. Cause I mean, I spent my years um, always work looking at the leadership positions, but I think it might be cool to kind of, for once focus on um, competition. So I might do that. Otherwise, um, I haven't put a lot of thought into it. So that's kind of where I'm at now.
1: Super cool. Open to all opportunities. I'm sure you're gonna run into so many amazing things to do. Um, College is the time to try everything. Um, and to really make the most of it. Um, so thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, if you can go back to freshman year, Kenzie, I don't know if you would have predicted coming to Arizona, um, or if you really kind of knew what your interests were from the get go in high school. Um, but what kind of advice if you could go back to your freshman year yourself, especially for our younger listeners here? What kind of advice do you think you'd give to give to Kenzie to make the most of high school?
2: I would have told her to calm down. I would have said, please stop. Please stop going home and crying because you can't figure out how to study for your chem test. Please stop worrying about what other people think about you. Please just live in the moment. Like stop being so uptight. Like you just need to have fun. You'll find your passions. They're going to come to you. You just need to be patient. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just me. It's probably you guys too, but why we all are in this, this mindset that everything needs to happen by our doing. Like we need to accomplish those things. But I think things come to us. And I think that if I would have just calmed down and if I would have just said everything's going to happen for a reason, then I think I would have been a lot happier throughout high school. I think I would have taken advantage of more opportunities. I think I would have um, hung out with more friends, gone to the party, uh did stuff like that instead of staying home and studying for the act even though all that stuff is important i can't like Mm -hmm. play that down because honestly if your road is i'm going to an ivy league and i'm going to do it well then props to you and like i'm really really happy for those kids i mean they put in the work so they deserve what they're going to get out of everything but i don't know if you know that that's not your road and if that's something that you need to think about especially with the finances maybe think about it earlier on too Um, when I'm a sophomore and I'm thinking I'm going to Cornell and I maybe haven't been thinking about the finances, then maybe my high school career would have been a little bit different. It would have been a lot less stressful. So Mm -hmm. I guess that would be my recommendation.
1: Yeah, that's good advice. There, there There's so many days I can and so many late nights I can think of where I just overstressed about nothing as a young high schooler. And and life is too short for that. High school is too short for that. Um, And same thing for our college students out there. Live in the moment. Enjoy it. Um,
0: That'll be you so soon. Oh my gosh. And you, I have some time. You're lucky. You get an extra year to go do all the things we wish we were doing. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Kenzie, I really liked how you mentioned being patient, because I think especially with our generation and, you know, the way things are moving, everything is just so fast paced. And it's kind of getting lost on people to just let things happen not Mm -hmm. everything you can't just force the issue with everything you know patience is something that a lot of us really need to learn i know that i need to learn that with a lot of things um just allowing things to come to me instead instead of always pursuing it because sometimes you're just chasing something that isn't ready for you Yeah. and i'm really glad that you brought that up because that's a perspective that a lot of high schoolers and even college students and even adults don't figure out for a very long time so it's good that you think that way i'm sure it'll take you really far
1: yeah awesome. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Mackenzie, like i think what makes you stand out is like you have a very strong sense of self and like even though you don't know exactly what you'll be doing in college and like you'll figure things out as you go like anybody like you know what resonates with you and what doesn't, like you're always gonna work hard, you're always gonna show up, like school's always gonna be a priority, but you're always gonna be, you know, exploring those other things too. And um, for many people, I think I think it's, it's tough to decide, okay, I'm not going to be defined by everything that I'm doing right now. Um, I'm just gonna settle into like who I am right now, I'm not gonna try to be anything else. And those opportunities that are meant for you, that play to your strengths, they will come just like you said. Um, so thank you so much for sharing this. I know it's going to be a huge impact for our audience. Um, are there any, anything else that you would like to share? Anything else you wish you would have known going into the college app process or any final words of wisdom?
2: Good luck. It's <laughs> hard, it's so hard. It's stressful, it is, but it happens fast and before you know it, you're gonna be graduated or before you know it, you're gonna find yourself in college, but good luck.
0: Yeah, and um, I mean, there's two ways of looking at that. That can You can think of that as, you know, this is gonna be stressful, or you can think of it as an opportunity. And, mm-hmm. you know, people who just dive into it as an opportunity and just let it happen, I think they really enjoy the process a lot more, so. Yeah. It um, is an
1: opportunity, it's an opportunity to grow. And, and Kenzie, you talked about all the people you talked to while you're going through the process, and that really is the the goal of this podcast, is like, this should be the beginning of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, Now go out and talk to your classmates, talk to your guidance counselors, talk to your family, um, and keep it real, because so often it can be really easy to, like you said, like pretend you have it all together. And by the way, nobody does, like (laughs) nobody has it all figured out. even, you know, the people who are maybe bragging the most or talking about the schools that they're applying to the most are oftentimes most most insecure, and they might need someone to come along and say, hey, how are you really doing, um, and and being willing to share your own story. Those are hugely important things, and I really hope this is just the beginning of the conversation. Thank you so much for everything you've shared, Kenzie. Um, Nikhil, is there any other, any other questions I'm missing?
0: Um, yeah, Kenzie, uh, do you want to have a social media shout out? sure <laughs> uh, yeah so kenzie uh how can people reach out to you or follow your journey on social media
2: they can follow me at kenzie a hansen on instagram and twitter i mean my Twitter's kind of funny i don't really talk about anything important mm-hmm. on there but uh, <laughs> I like that. yeah that's about it um my snapchat's the same so if anybody has any questions about like anything that happened in my journey like finances or anything um feel free to reach out to me because I have a lot
1: of stories. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. No, thank you so much for sharing that, Kenzie. Like we don't talk about that enough Um, and so much respect for you and how hard you work and how focused you are. Um, And I'm just truly, I'm so excited to see everything you do. I know you're going to crush it. You're just going to stand out there. So, Um, well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for coming on. This was an awesome episode. We cannot wait to hear what you think. Um, reach out to Kenzie, reach out to Nikhil and I um, and keep listening, be sure to hit that subscribe button, share this video with someone important to you who you know needs
0: to hear this. Follow us on Real College Talk at Real College Talk on Instagram. You can follow my personal account and Morgan's personal account. Mine is Nikhil, N-I-K-H-I-L dot V-N. Morgan's is morg's two underscores and A-N-N-E and um, (laughs) in the meantime keep it real
1: keep it real bye bye thank you
0: thanks kenzie